Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. To the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. And before we get into today's episode, let's hear from this week's sponsor, which is Deputy. In healthcare, there are smart pieces of technology that businesses can't live without. Deputy has become one of those essential platforms for more than 250,000 workplaces. It's helping medical practices schedule their staff more efficiently to meet peaks in patient demand. And it makes it easy to adjust schedules when the unexpected happens, like staff calling out sick. You can use Deputy on any advice or any device on the go. Within a few minutes of picking it up, you'll see why it has hundreds of glowing reviews from managers and staff alike. To find out more and try Deputy for free, go to drpodcastnetwork.com slash deputy, and I'll leave that in the show notes. So today's episode I titled, basically, Your Kid Can Wear a Mask. And if you're like me as a physician and a parent, you're probably really tired of hearing that, or tired of talking about it, or talking about COVID in general. And... um I'm, I'm definitely there. I'm as a pediatrician, we're talking about it all day, every day. And I know many of us are exhausted from this. COVID has become more of a headache again, right? With this Delta strain and who knows what it's going to turn into. And we were all had hoped this summer that COVID was done in the conversation, right? I think all of us had our brains and our, our minds wired to getting back to normal. And um, it's just not that way for us as parents with our kids. And you may be asking, okay, Dr. Travel, why are you talking about this? I'm so tired of hearing about COVID everywhere I go. Why do you have to talk about it too? And there's a reason I did it. You know, one of the six B's I talk about being a physician dad is, is your beliefs and our kids mimicking how we think about things and how we talk about things. And really in the last 18 months, 19 months, however long you want to call it, um, masks have been a big topic and it's been sadly <laughs> a highly debated and politicized topic and it shouldn't be. It's kind of ridiculous that a piece of cloth has become that way. Um, but it has. And the big question is why, why is it the way it is now? Why do we argue about it, fight about it, joke about it, um, point fingers at each other about it? And the reason why is because our thoughts have betrayed us. Our thoughts are controlling the way we act and talk and feel about a piece of cloth over your face. And I'm not going to get into studies that are either for or against masks for children. If you know who I am, I'm a pediatrician. I highly recommend masks for kids in school right now based on the numbers. I'm not going to debate with people about anything <laughs> involving masks and kids. So if you came to the show to listen to a debate about it, um, that's not what we're here for today. There's plenty of information out there that shows that kids can be safely wearing masks. Masks are not masks are not harmful to kids. They're not child abuse like some people like to spread the rumors about to try to, I don't know why, again, to get you thinking a certain way. And that's, I guess, a good way that maybe segue into this. Why do people make such extreme claims about kids in masks or really masks in general or anything else related to healthcare? And the reason why is because they want to get you thinking. They want your thoughts to betray you. 
They want your thoughts to change. And because once your thoughts change, then everything else kind of follows suit downstream, right? So if you are somebody who believes that masks don't work at all, that masks harm your kids, that masks cause your kids to become um, hyper-Catholic, so they they have too much carbon dioxide in their body, which, again, we know none of that is true. I know there's some random studies out there, um, but we all, I think if you're a physician and you actually understand how all this stuff works, that you know that it's not true. But if you think about it enough, your brain starts to go to those ideas that masks are not good. And once your brain is stuck going that route, you know it's kind of game over at that point because as soon as your thoughts get comfortable going that direction, it's very easy for you to automatically jump to negative thoughts, negative conclusions when the topic of masks get brought up. But the problem with that then is that when you do that, your kids recognize it too, right? When you're talking about it at home, talking about it with your friends, talking about the news, talking about it in your car, your kids are hearing everything. And depending on how old they are, really determines how they interpret that. So the younger kids who don't do as much concrete thinking, but more kind of, if you want to say abstract or imaginative thinking, um, if you tell them masks will hurt you, they will be scared of ever touching a mask because they don't understand that a mask doesn't actually physically hurt you. Um, But in their mind, they'll think that, right? Because that's how their brains work. That's how their brains function. Whereas older kids, if you talk about it, they're going to do more of the um, critical thinking about it. But their critical thinking is completely reliant on the information that you're providing them. And so critical thinking being, if you're sitting there talking about all the reasons masks are bad for you, it doesn't matter if they're true or not, because your kids don't know. Your kids are not scientifically trained. They're going to take that as gospel. And then they're going to start using that argument when they talk to their teachers, they talk to their friends, they talk to their coaches, they talk to other people. And then they start to have a negative connotation related to masks. Why are we doing this to our kids? It's so sad because you look at where we're at in today's world and you see all these people out there and all these figureheads talking about this. And you know there's people out there that are completely going the opposite direction of what science is saying because they're trying to build what you want to call a tribe, right? And they're trying to take people who have similar thoughts to what they want to push and just, you know, foster that belief system to get to where it's it's like a cult, basically. And when that happens, they have followers and they get to make money. I mean, that's essentially what it is. You'd look at all these people doing this across the world. Um, and it's not a lot of people. But the problem is you don't in today's world, you don't need a lot of people. You just need enough. And then social media does the rest, right? And then that's all you hear about all the time, over and over and over. It's the same topics. And it's really affecting our kids. I mean, this isn't just something to that where grownups are making extra money from it. It's, it's negatively affecting our kids for the future because it's leading to a distrust of science. It's leading to a distrust of their own doctors. Um, and it's leading to a distrust of just the whole system. And when you look at that, what you're doing is you're really allowing these kids to grow up in a situation where right now their beliefs are being formed. Their sense of identity is being formed and we are allowing our children to develop in a way that is not going to really be healthy for them in the future. 
as a pediatrician, like I said, we talk about this a lot. And I've brought this topic up with some families. And, and you can imagine how they take it when you sit there and tell them, well, the reason why your child doesn't want to wear a mask is not because they don't want to wear a mask, it's because you don't want them to wear a mask or because you've talked negatively. And I've been yelled at <laughs> when I brought that up. I haven't said it exactly that way. Um, but let me give you an example. And this is, I'm going to talk about a phone call I had recently. I'm not going to give any information out on the patients. I'm not going to, I'm going to give you their wrong ages too, just because for HIPAA reasons, I don't want there to be any reason that there's an issue here. But I had a parent call me. Um, basically demanding I write a medical exemption letter for their children to not have to wear masks at school. So if you are familiar with how Omaha's um, school districts have done this, we're all split. We have some school districts that are mandating masks from the beginning, and then we have some that aren't. Um, and then as caseloads have changed, some of them have had to add masking in. And that's the situation that happened at this person's school. They started without any masks. And this specific school district has so many cases here in Omaha that they've had multiple, multiple classrooms have to close down for 10 days, 14 days, whatever it is. The other thing is that now if we have a case happen in a classroom, a single place, everybody has to wear a mask for the next two weeks in the class to watch for symptoms and prevent spread, which I I think is better than what they were trying to do in the beginning. Because in the beginning, they tried to pretend like nobody was going to get sick. Um, and we... I think saw how that happened. It, it spread pretty quickly through some classrooms. So this parent was calling in because they didn't expect their kids to have to wear masks at school. And all of a sudden they have to for a certain amount of time. And they wanted a medical exemption letter saying that their kids shouldn't have to wear masks. And I just calmly told them, well, your children are healthy. They have no diagnoses that would exclude them from wearing a mask. And the response I got back was, well, this should be my choice, not theirs. Um, they get anxious when they have to put a mask on. They don't feel right when they have to put a mask on. Um, so they shouldn't have to wear it. And I said, well, what do you mean by anxious? Well, they just don't like the way it feels. Okay. Well, some kids don't like to wear clothes. <laughs> if you have a toddler, you know that they take their clothes off and run around the house naked. Um, but we don't let them just go out into the society like that. Right. Um, they learn, they learn how to wear clothes. And we talked to them the reasons why it's important to have your clothes on. It's why do you wear your shoes outside? And if you have a negative thought about something, say like wearing a mask for your kid, and you really push that, your children are going to feel it. And one of those things is through anxiety. And you look at pediatric anxiety, a lot of it is dictated from how we as parents reflect how we think, feel, and act about different topics and different ideas. And if we are anxious about it, our kids will be anxious about it. So... I tried to bring this topic up with this mom, knowing that it probably wasn't going to work. But as a doctor, sometimes you got to talk about things that you know your patients aren't going to like. So I said to her, roughly, this is me just kind of paraphrasing. I said, well, you know, your kids can get comfortable with wearing masks. You know, it's all about how you talk about it at home. And she just stopped me there. She said, no, it's not about how I talk about it. My kids know that masks aren't good for them. My kids know that masks are harmful to them. My kids know that this is stupid. And so what started happening for the next half hour is I heard every thought that this parent had about masks. She reflected it as her kids, but you could tell everything that was coming out was her thoughts about masks and what she thought about her kids wearing masks. And inherently, all of those negative thoughts get pushed down to their kids. And then their kids have those negative thoughts about it. 
So when your kid has a negative thought about something, and then you tell them, hey, we need to do this thing that you have a negative thought about, they are inherently going to be anxious about it, or angry, or frustrated, or they're going to argue with their teacher about it. And it's kind of stinks. It's frustrating as a doctor and as a parent to watch this happen around me, because we're inherently causing stress and anxiety in our kids by the way we talk about things. You know, we talk about pediatric anxiety and how it's increased so much in these last 18 months, and there's reasons for it. But a really big reason is all of this fighting that we have going on between everybody. And, you know, if you want to talk about vaccine mandates and those kind of things, whatever, we're not going to talk about that here. And I understand that's a stressful topic for people as well. But I think we have to ask ourselves, is our kids' mental health worth it when we're talking about this piece of cloth? Or do you just say, you know what, I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to prevent spread. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And, you know, do I have a document in front of me that's going to tell you that masks are perfect? No, because we know they're not. We know they're just a part of the system. They're just one cog in the wheel to help prevent the spread. Um, there's a lot of information I can use to kind of pro-talk about masks, but I'm not here to change your mind about masks. Okay? That's not what I'm doing this show today. The reason I'm doing it is to change your mind on how you talk about it with your kid. So if you're somebody who is all for masks and wearing them at school, great. Now, the thing you have to watch for here too, though, is if you're in a school district that's not requiring masks, you can't be acting stressed and frustrated about it towards your kids. Because then they're going to go to school, they're going to have a mask on, let's say, and their friends or other people aren't going to have it, and that's going to create stress and anxiety in your child, right? So there is definitely a balance on both sides of this. If you're pro-mask for your kids at school, talk positively about it. Be calm about it. You know, what we do with our kids, we're in a school district, not requiring masks right now. We have had some positive exposures. We've just told our kids, like, listen, hey, I know that you're going to have some of your friends not wear masks, and some of them are, and that's fine. That's their choices. My mom and dad, we care about your health, and we care about your safety at school. And we would really appreciate it if you guys would wear your mask at school today because it's going to help protect you. And if somebody happens to be sick in your class, there's the less chance that you're going to get sick and, and then come home and, and potentially make somebody else sick. And then you get to keep going to school and seeing your friends. And that's just that we just say it calmly. We don't get stressed about it. We don't get frustrated about it. If we find out our eight-year-old decided to take his mask off at school halfway through the day, we don't scold him for it or yell at him for it or anything like that. We talk about it with him. Say, hey, why'd you take your mask off? Well, so-and-so wasn't wearing their mask either. And I was like, I know. That's I'm sorry, buddy. But we mom and dad want you to try to do this. And that's what we say. That's what we talk about. We just we leave it at that. We don't get stressed. We don't get frustrated. We don't get angry about it. We just talk. And we try to explain our thoughts and ideas calmly about it so that our kids can then hopefully make an informed decision in a calm way about it. And if things don't go their way, it doesn't automatically turn into anxiety and frustration with the people around them. So I hope what I'm talking about makes sense because what we're talking about here with our kids and our thoughts with masks applies to everything else around us, be it religion, be it race, be it how you think about, you know, the person down the street, whatever it is. The way we talk about things and the way we portray them leads to a direct correlation with our children and how they relate to those things and interpret them in the world around them. And sometimes it doesn't always come off the way we want it to. And sometimes our kids, we might think our kids are interpreting something one way, but their brains are functioning in a completely different way. And we teach them lessons we don't mean to teach them. And you have to watch for that. You have to pay attention to that. 
so ultimately, end of the story, and I did not write this mom her medical exemption letters because there was nothing medically accepting her children from wearing masks. Um, I got yelled at for a while, and then she hung up on me. And um, at that point, too, I had to ask myself, okay, are you okay? What's your thoughts about this? Are you angry? And I said to myself, no, I'm not. You know, the thought I had, really going to the phone conversation, I knew it was going to turn out that way. So I was already prepared for it. And I knew this mom was going to get mad at me. I've seen these family since their kids were little. Like, I'm talking almost a decade here. And I knew that it was going to be a point of contention. Now, is it a point of contention enough that they're never going to see me again as a provider? I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. I, I'm not firing them from the office. I'm not telling them they can never see me again because of their thoughts on wearing a mask at school. Because that's not the right thing to do. But it's up to this parent now. Do you still trust me enough to take care of your kids? And that's a whole other thought process. And then you, I think as a parent, have to say, okay, number one, I've trusted this person to take care of my kids for X number of years. Is this really the one thing that's going to put me over the edge and say no? And that's up to them. And that's a, a, par- a parent thought that's going to lead to situations. It's going to lead to certain feelings. It's going to lead to actions by this parent and, Maybe I'll see them, maybe I won't. And I have to tell myself, whatever the solution, that's okay. Because I have zero control over it. Now, could I tell them I never want to see them again? Sure, I'm not going to do that. That's not my type. That's not my style. But I think we have to recognize that as parents, we all have decisions and choices that really affect the rest of our children's lives. And it might not seem like a big thing at the time, or it might seem like something that's big, but it's going to get better. But even those big things that resolve relatively quickly still leave an imprint on our children on how they interpret the world around them and act in future situations. So I hope all that makes sense. And again, I hope that you get something out of this. Now, again, this doesn't have to be mass related. It can be any other topic that you want to talk about when it comes to our kids and how they interpret the world around them. But this is just a really relative and strong example of how our beliefs really affect our kids and how they act and how they interpret things. And so I hope that you start checking and recognizing how you're acting in these situations and how you're responding to these situations and watch and see how your kids are doing it too. Because if they're acting in a certain way that you're like, whoa, what's going on? The first person you have to check is yourself. And what are you doing that could be potentially worsening that? All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Um, Share it with a friend. I understand this topic is such a hot topic, and that's why I didn't get into any true data about it But in from the mass side of things. But I, I, I really am concerned as a parent and as a doctor where this is all going. Now, before we end, here's a quick reminder. If you want to boost efficiency across your practice and make staff scheduling easier, try the Deputy app. You can try the smart technology for free by going to drpodcastnetwork.com slash deputy. That's drpodcastnetwork.com slash deputy. I hope you guys have a good week. I hope you guys are staying safe out there. I hope your family is staying safe out there. Uh, we're going to get through this at some point. I don't know when, but I really hope um, you know we see the end of this soon. I know everybody's crazy stressed with, with COVID and hospital systems and what's going on in the offices. So you got this guys lean on each other, help each other out. Don't feel like you have to do it all by yourself. All right. We'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel is a pediatrician, father and husband. The information provided 
in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.